if you can start to remove yourself from the feeling and say, I am not my feeling, but I am feeling this, it's so much easier to just go through your day. What's going on, y'all? Emily Avadi here coming to you from the AAG studio. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. This is episode four in this week's special Turning the Page series, where I sit down with some of your favorite guests to chat about what lessons they're bringing with them from 2021 into the new year. As a reminder, each guest gives the word that they'd use to best describe their past 365 and then offers up some advice on how to move into the next 52 weeks with grace and a positive outlook. For today's episode, I am bringing back my girl, Alex Silver Fagan. Alex's episode of Hurdle linked in the show notes really, really struck a chord with the community last year when she opened up about her experience checking herself into a mental health facility. I cannot thank Alex enough for her vulnerability. I know it was able to help so, so many in whatever it is that they are going through, wherever they may be. And today we are reflecting on the year that was on what's been going down since we had that conversation and her biggest takeaways from this major, major growth period for her. Before we get into it, I would be remiss if I didn't thank my friends at Inside Tracker for helping me with this week of content. Now, when you do what you love, like running or racing or just enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. And Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and then offers you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. But there's more. Inside Tracker then tracks your progress every single day, every step of the way toward reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. Inside Tracker was a game changer for me. Via their recommendations, I was able to home in on better performance and boost my energy levels. And I know that their technology can be a game changer for you as well. For a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store by heading to insidetracker.com slash hurdle. Again, that is insidetracker.com slash hurdle to get 25% off the entire store today. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And I know I ask this all the time, but share Hurdle on your Instagram story. Do it today. Post an episode screenshot. Tell your followers what you love about the show. I I cannot tell you how much I would appreciate it. Make sure you're tag Hurdle. That's really important. And tag me while you're at it. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am welcoming my girl, Alex Silverfagan, back to the show. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so good. I do 
want to say thanks for coming back on the show. I'm amped to have you here. And I feel like so much has happened since we last spoke for the show. I mean, when we last spoke for the show, I was living in Manhattan. It feels like a completely different lifetime. Yes. So was I. I hadn't moved. We both hadn't moved to Brooklyn yet. And I think, you know, we did that show as an elevated version of both of us, right? We both grew. It was, I think, three years since the first time that we had spoken for Hurdle. And I I thought that I had reached a new level of myself and I didn't realize how much more I had to go until I now sit here with you again. And this is, the last time we spoke was in, I believe, the end of March or April of 2021. So still this year, a few months ago, or a full, almost a full year ago. And I am really excited to talk about the topic today because I think that I've really taken the past few months and this entire year to step into a new Alex. And I'm excited to see where she keeps going. Yeah, it's really special to get to a point in life where you understand that so much of the challenges that have come your way, they come your way to gain a better understanding of who it is you are, but then help you evolve into that next version and that next version and that next version. And so to see how far you've come uh, since not only the first time, but the second time, and now to be here with you again for this recap moment, I felt it was uh, a really special opportunity for you and I to connect specifically when I was thinking about who I wanted to bring in for this Turning the Page series. So you know the premise, you know the shtick here. The shtick is we're going to start with your word. So tell me, Alex Fagan, what's your word when you look back on 2021? My word for 2021 is and was presence. So I chose that. I actually, I love, I love this exercise of choosing a word either before the year or when you look back on the year and seeing if they align. For me, I had chosen presence at the beginning of the year. And I still think that that is appropriate when I look back on this entire year. And to go off of what you were just saying in this growth and evolution, I now see how transient we are in every moment and letting our energy move, but being present in each opportunity within that. So I, I'm, we are both evolving in this exact moment, but if we're not present in the moment, we're going to lose the joy of the growth. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, this beautiful play between, yeah, between flow and presence. And I think presence is, is paramount. (laughs) Okay. So you learned a lot about presence then in 2021. Talk to me about what some of those lessons really were for you. So I used to try to escape feelings or escape pain or cover it up and reach for the next thing. And I talked about that in our second recording, our second hurdle episode. And this past year, more than ever, I've had space. I didn't fill my, my schedule with new, with new things. I didn't try to reach for just all of the other band-aids that I had reached for in the past to cover up the pain. And when you constantly cover something up and you reach for a band-aid, you're not going to let the wound heal. I mean, if you think about it physically, like we actually have to open, take the band-aid off so that it can air out and the wound can actually start to create you know, a scab. And then eventually the scab starts to create fresh skin and you start to heal. And I, 
I got rid of the band-aids this year and I just let my wounds heal. I let myself sit in the pain. I let myself sit in the joy in every single experience that I had. I was present with it and then I let it move through me. Oh, I love that analogy of the of the wound and the skin healing. That's very profound. Thanks. I think it's important <laughs> because we don't Yeah, you can physically see a physical wound or you can literally see a physical wound, but we don't we don't think about a mental wound. And I talk about this often when it comes to mental health because as I shared, I've been in a treatment center and we don't when people go to hospitals for a broken bone, no one bats an eye, but when we go to a mental hospital for something for an injury with your brain. It's a, it's not looked at the same. And I'm trying to change that. I guess that understanding, like it really is similar and you have to let the wound heal. If I was to ask you to think about when perhaps the theme of presence really, really resonated with you over the past year, are there any specific circumstances or experiences that come top of mind? When I was in treatment, my therapist said, you're going to have a lot of gut punch moments where you feel like someone kicked you in the stomach, kicked you in the gut, punched you in the gut. It's going to be painful. They're going to happen over and over again. So think of your biggest nightmare, like the worst thing that could ever happen. Think of it, put yourself in it and realize that you're going to be okay. So I thought of those things. Some of them happened uh, publicly and I survived. So realizing that being hit that hard and recognizing that a, that feeling starts to get less intense as you experience it over and over again and just being present in that moment, I, I think of it, you know, I said gut punch. I'm doing a lot of analogies, but if you think of a stab turning into a pinprick, like eventually it won't feel that painful and that's what happened for me in 2021. I let myself feel all of that. And then it's, I got stronger from it. It's kind of like when you go to get your ears pierced for the first time, or, I mean, I don't have any tattoos, but I've been told that like your first tattoo is like scary, scary, scary. And then like the reason why people continue and continue and continue to get more of them is because that pain just doesn't feel the same as time goes on and you progress. And so uh, it seems to me that it's just learning how to navigate that pain and then uh, embrace it in a different way than you had before. Yeah. And learning that you you will survive. You've survived things before. You'll survive again. And everything is fluid. Nothing stays the same. We don't stay the same. Our bodies don't stay the same. Our thoughts, our feelings. And so rather than being so wrapped up in everything that's happening. I, I like the idea of just being present with it, but detached at the same time, because we, if you can start to remove yourself from the feeling and say, I am not my feeling, but I am feeling this. It's so much easier to just go through your day. And not everything is that, not everything really matters. You know, everything matters, but it doesn't really matter. And if you find your space in the middle, then that's peace. It's peace and peace and presence. Peace and presence. Okay. So then when we reflect on the rest of the year, then when you think about the other takeaways that you have besides presence, what comes to mind for you? Being alone is not the end of the world. And it doesn't mean that you're lonely. It doesn't mean that you are alone in your life. I have found peace in 
my own experience more this year than ever. And I'm grateful for everything that's happened, all of the pain, because I wouldn't have approached a full year completely by myself if it weren't for those experiences and those people. And I now know that being alone is beautiful and it's not, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's actually very powerful to find that connection with yourself because then it makes all the other experiences better in life. You know, it's funny. I released an episode of Five Minute Friday from the show a couple of weeks back now by the time this episode comes out. And I don't know at the time that we record this exactly what New Year's Eve will hold for me, but I was doing so much like emotional unpacking of trying to figure out why it is only New Year's, spending New Year's by myself, that really triggers me. As someone who, like you, like feels super good on her own and loves to do things on my own and travel and eat and like a fuck Valentine's Day, like I'm in, it doesn't matter to me. Something about New Year's, like for the longest time, set me off. And when we think about the painful experiences and the things that are like not ideal in our lives, right now, this resurgence, the new wave of COVID, it has gotten me to this place where I take a step back and I'm like, well, I'm sure as hell not the only person that might be sitting on my couch by myself. And for some reason, seeing it like that, even though that was the circumstance the entire time, but seeing it like that empowered me to be like, you're going to be just fine. Like, Sometimes we just got to, again, like remove ourselves, take a step back and be like, okay, well, this is how it is now. I also think of it as when's the next time that you will be in your own experience for New Year's by yourself? Like that might never, ever happen again. You might have a partner or kids or you never know. So being grateful for that, that's what helped me the past year because I, I've never been single this long in my entire life. And when am I ever going to have this chance to just book a plane ticket if I want, granted COVID, but, or go out to eat by myself or just pick, decide what I want to do by myself. And so who knows, this might be the last <laughs> opportunity that you and I can sit on our couch or maybe we'll be together. Who knows, but <laughs> sit on our couch for new year's or just do anything. So being present in the positive part of all of these experiences, make it a joy and less of a, Oh, all right. I guess this is what I have to do now. It's just the idea that there's power in your perspective, right? And your perspective really, truly, truly is your reality. So it doesn't mean that, you know, someone else's perspective isn't valid, but everyone's going to have their own unique and individual experience when it comes to everything that happens in our lives. And so to move forward with that understanding is really of the utmost importance. For you then, aside from, you know, finding this value and spending your time alone and being really homed in on the idea of presence, what else really rings true for you as you begin a new year? My word for 2022 is connection. I found peace and I found presence in my experience. And now I'm excited to connect more with my surroundings and connect even more with myself. And, you know, presence is step one. Step two is that connection. So that's what I'm looking forward to in 2022. I'm looking forward to releasing a project that I've been working on for the past year. I'm looking forward to embracing more opportunities, saying yes more often, continuing to choose a perspective that fuels me and doesn't hold me back. 
And I've spent way too much time choosing the negative perspective or getting wrapped up in a what if experience when nothing else has to change just because you see something, you learn something, you hear something, as long as you choose to move forward in, in, in a positive perspective. So I'm continuing to flex that muscle and I'm looking forward to getting stronger with it. What do you envision connection and more of it to look like for you in 2022? I've been able to connect deeply with people that aren't here. So via, oh, wow, I didn't even realize when I just said that I was thinking of people that aren't in this human body anymore. So meaning spirit world, which I did, I wasn't going there, but what I meant was people that are all over the country and all over the world, I've found that I've been able to stay really, really close with through technology. And I'm grateful for that. Sometimes I don't want to be on my phone all the time, but it's, it's awesome to be able to maintain best friendships and family through that. So I'm looking forward to in-person connection more, hopefully once we get through this next wave and also connecting with followers in a new way as you know, we were talking about TikTok before we started recording, but there's new platforms and new ways to share information and joy. And so I'm excited to connect in that way and just connect with myself. I'm I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah. And I think that the interesting thing about how we connect is that there are so many different ways to do it. And you get out of your connections, I would arguably say what you're willing to put into it. And over the last couple of years, I think many of us have come to truly understand that if you're not fully present with someone and you have an opportunity to not be fully present with someone all the time, it may not seem like such a big deal. But when you do have so many fewer opportunities to connect, whether it would be IRL or virtually or whatnot um, with one person or a greater community, it's as though we've come to understand uh, the value of these experiences, maybe in a way that we took for granted previously. So I totally hear you on connection. It's something that I'm certainly prioritizing going into the new year. And I, I do think that on this quest for connection, it's so important for us to not say that with like a caveat, right? Because I do believe that that has been easy for some when they think about the goals they're setting or what they want at the turn of a new year. It's like, well, if this happens, then I want this. Or if this doesn't go this way, or if the world is like this or blah, 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 blah. It's like we're giving so many exceptions or again, that word caveats to like what is there for us or what could be there for us rather than like finding the way to make the things that we want happen, even if it's not via the means that we envisioned. Exactly. So beautifully said. Yeah. I think we have to move forward without any expectation and do something from a place of presence and connection and true love. So if you, if you do something because you're expecting something in return, then it's never, the connection's already lost because you're connecting more to the expectation rather than the act and the experience in the moment. And so, yeah, moving forward without any, any exception and expectation. I love these alliterations that we're finding. (laughs) When you look back on your interpretation and better understanding of your original word of presence in 2021, 
Do you recall any advice that maybe you've been offered when it came to execution on that front that really helped you adopt the practices that you preach now? Honestly, just to breathe. It's, I have it tattooed. It's my first tattoo that's on my left wrist. I got it when I was 18. I didn't even realize my connection to yoga back then, but staying connected to your breath and being grounded. So if you're having trouble and if I have trouble finding presence in a moment, I tend to sit on the floor. My feet sometimes don't do it. It's not enough for me. Some people run. I, I know that's a great, you, you find a lot of presence in that and feeling your, your feet hitting the earth. But I love to just sit down on the ground and breathe. And I used to, in moments of panic or trauma or pain, I would find myself in that position. And I've switched the perspective now where instead of that being a last resort, I find myself there. I sit down on the ground. I lay down on the ground. If I can, I lay on the lay in the grass if I can find it, if it's nearby. And I just breathe. And you take a few breaths and suddenly whatever you were thinking about, it doesn't, it's not as, it's not as massive anymore. So that, and that's connection too. Connection to this moment and this planet and who we are. That would be my advice. I'm going to continue with it. <laughs> You'll find me on the floor breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from uh, more connection in 2022, what else excites you about this new year? Well, I'm turning 30. I'm turning 30 in March. So I'm excited for level three. I'm done with level two. <laughs> I love been, that for you. <laughs> yo, level two, the 20s are, 20s are rough in a good way. You there's this expectation to already know who you are when we have no idea and you fail so many times, but each one feels like the end of the world and that you've done, you've completely messed the entire plan up without realizing that all of those failures are just getting you to who you actually are. And so I think my twenties were the time when I, I, I kind of, was paddling around, figuring out who I was. And now the thirties, I'm stepping into who I am as a woman. And I'm really excited to meet her on a deeper level. So I love that. level three, baby. Level three, leveling up. Level three. Oh my God. Level 2022. Up, the chapter title is leveling up. You're welcome. <laughs> You have an opportunity to offer the Alex back on January 1, 2021, a piece of advice now that we sit in 2022. What do you tell her? It gets easier. And the only way to get out of the fire is to keep walking or else you're going to get burned. So just keep going. Keep walking. It won't be so bad. Thanks for your time, love bug. I really appreciate it. How do... The hurdlers follow along with you. How do they keep up with you? How do they connect with you? Give us the details. Instagram at Alex Silver Fagan. I've been posting on the talk as well. The talk. <laughs> at Alex Silver Fagan. We're getting there, baby steps. And for now, that's where you can find me. And there'll be some more announcements coming up soon. So I hope to connect with you there. Stay tuned. I'm over at Emily Body and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 